We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helton. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Thursday, November 2nd edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Tim Haney's with me today. We're going to start previewing week nine. Little secret, we're actually recording it Wednesday night because <laughs> Tim's going to Arizona for first pitch Arizona Fantasy Baseball Conference, which if you're a fantasy baseball person, I highly recommend. Right, Tim? Absolutely. Uh, you know, hundreds of guests and then, you know, I got something upwards of 50 speakers, I think, from the fantasy baseball industry. Uh, John and I actually met there a bunch of years ago. I don't want to say how long it was for both of our sakes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a fun weekend. You know, Baseball HQ runs it. Friends of Rotowire. Um, you know, good people, good discussion. You get to see the Arizona Fall League prospects. And, you know, I, I know we're starting another fantasy football podcast with fantasy baseball information. But, uh, it's, you know, it's a good excuse to kind of take a breather. Uh, every year from football and you know if you want if you're that much into baseball you learn a lot about it so uh, it's a good time uh you know trying to get you guys ahead for next year maybe register register everything at baseballhq.com you can check it out i'll be speaking a couple times this weekend and i'll be tweeting from rotowire about it so should be a fun weekend uh, but i'll definitely slip my fancy football uh weekend routine in there somehow as well the guys i remember when i went i think when you and i met there was it could it have been 2009 could it have been that long ago it was. I was. I was just in California for a little bit then, so right. it was. It was around that time. Yeah. Yeah. I, the guys I remember getting excited about. Let's see, Mike Miner, 
Mm, yeah. Wow. That didn't work. Actually, Mike Miner, we went to the to the Arizona Fall League All-Star game, and Mike Miner gave up eight runs in the first inning. Yes, he did. It was amazing. Because <laughs> I remember, oh, I can't wait to see Mike Miner. <laughs> we we should have known yeah. that. Well, I mean, those are like we, – we had the early Trout-Harper years there, which was really fun. I mean, this year's going to be crazy. Like Ron Acuna, big Braves prospect, will yes. be there and very similar excitement. So, uh, yeah, you know, some studs you can see before other people do. It's a good good uh, advantage there. Yeah. Lorenzo Cain was the other one I remember seeing and thinking that yes. he, he passed the eye <laughs> test. I'll say that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if Tanner Shepherds was there that early, but it might yes. have been. And, yeah. and Jason Gray called him Nasty McFilthy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, good old Jason. He's and, a good, good guy. I, I hope to see him. And I kept and I after that, I think for three straight years, every league I was in, I was like, oh, I have to stash Tanner Shepherds. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> gotta love young. You gotta love youth. You know, minor league baseball, how everything doesn't pan out or does pan out. <laughs> exactly. All right. Everybody back to football. Um, yeah, please. So, so lots of news this week. And <laughs> yes. uh, when Jake Latarski and I recorded on on Tuesday morning. We had the JHI news. We had the Ezekiel Elliott, which is still unfolding. We think we know what's going to happen, but we're not positive. Yeah. Um, we had the Jimmy Garoppolo news. We did not have the Kelvin Benjamin news when we did yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Odd. Even down here, I get the reasoning that the way they're kind of trying to explain it, that they need more speed on the field. It's an <sighs> odd way to do it when you're five and three. I know. And, um, I, yeah, you're right. The physical quote-unquote redundancy of having a Funches and a Benjamin, maybe there's some logic to that. But I don't know, man. That's a that's a heck of a matchup advantage on the outside. Uh, you're giving up to have both those guys there, right? And <laughs> and I, I like the return that they got. But I mean, mm-hmm. if if you were like I said, if you were three and five, it would make more sense, right? And you know, if you're saying you're not yeah. going to keep the guy next year, okay, that's fine. But I mean. You know, you're basically telling Cam, all right, you know, your receivers were not that great and we're taking one out, but it better be addition by subtraction somehow. Yeah. I mean, these teams are kind of even even the playoff teams, like you said, are just, you know, making some big changes just to plan for, you know, multiple seasons. And I mean, I like Samuel. I think there's there's a bit of a talent there, but I don't know. Um, Devin Funches is the number one now, you know, besides Greg Olson when he comes back. But it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how he, you know, maybe adjust to extra defensive attention moving forward. Right. So. So, yeah, it'll be interesting down here. But, of course, down here, the reaction is, if you listen to sports radio this morning here like I did, it was like mm-hmm. Jerry Rice got traded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's their number one receiver, but he's not quite a real number one receiver. Well, so. he definitely darn sure helps Tyrod Taylor, though. He does. Sure. Don't you help Tyra Taylor? That's right. They he, they <laughs> needed help. Of all the teams yeah. that that guy would be a big upgrade, that's that's one. Mm-hmm. So. I think Taylor might be the winner of this whole thing. I don't yeah. know. Basically, <laughs> since since the GM and the coach got up there, they've been importing Panthers once a month. Yep. So yep, for sure. I mean, Joe Webb they brought up there, and Mike Tolbert, and yep. it's like, all right, let's just bring, let's get the guys we like down there. <laughs> all right, um, we're going to get into the game by game. Uh, first, Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at Jay Hoffman 37 on Twitter. You can also catch us at RotoWire and at RotoWire NFL. Is someone else manning the RotoWire NFL accounts this week um, for you? No, no. NFL one is luckily just newsfeed. Yeah, so right, right, right. That's good. I'll be, well, I'll be, I'll be poking around, you know, between games and stuff like that. You know, I still got, I still got it on my phone. It's good technology to have. So. <laughs> it's, it's nice. You can work <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, so let's get started by bye week, six buys, Bears, Browns, Chargers, Vikings, Pats, Steelers. 
Um, that first game up is Bills Jets Thursday night. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin's status is to be determined. The Bills were non-committal on it on Wednesday, and like I said, we're recording this Wednesday. And if we yep. recorded Thursday morning, we wouldn't know any more than we do now. Um, so we don't know about him. Mohamed um, Wilkerson's questionable for the Jets. What do you make of this game? That the Jets have been—they've lost what three in a row, but they're still competitive. I mean, they're competitive with the Falcons. They're better than we thought, but is their lack of talent starting to catch up to them a little bit? Oh, well, they aren't who we thought they were, to, to quote <laughs> right. you know, the famous Dennis Green. Um, I, I don't know. They, they played – Patriots, you know, they should have been tied that game. We, we know that. Um, Falcons, flawed but still good team. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't know. I mean that, that, that was just kind of a, a weird, weird game. Um, the Bills, I, this, is, this is a good test for both these teams. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a secretly good Thursday night game, I think. Um, yeah, I, the, the Bills defense, you know, not, not that much tested either. I mean, and then, you know, the Bucks kind of threw on them last week. And I don't know. It, it's an interesting, uh, interesting offensive line, defensive line matchup because I think both defensive lines are actually pretty solid to, to kind of control the pace of this game. Right. So, um, so Sean McCoy is a, a definitely – uh, right. Is Robbie Anderson a, a pretty much a, <laughs> a start here for mo- in most cases? Well, on the buy, I think you're willing to, you know, forego the, the the matchup that might not be the best statistically here. Um, but I don't know. It's it, uh, Tredavious White of the Bills has kind of become a nice shutdown corner. I, I think he'll be guarding Anderson, but Anderson's kind of the elusive type. I think you still have to kind of start him with this many guys out this week. I, I think you maybe just you know you expect wide receiver three numbers more so than than to have him continue to be you know a guy that just keeps getting fed. So all right, um, let's go. And that one right here, just checking on the the spread. It's th- Bills by three over under forty three. So a moderate fantasy game we could call it. I guess low low end of moderate. Probably right, uh, and you you know you starting McCoy, you probably gonna start Taylor Benjamin. You have to look look out for to see what he's doing, and even if he's active, I'm not really sure how much I feel about it, uh, depending on your situation. Right. Okay. Um, Colts Texans. So I had this conversation earlier in the week, I think, with Derek. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Will Fuller? I mean, are, <laughs> I, I, I look at him, and and you look at and you say he's got 13 catches and seven touchdowns in four weeks. And this is yeah. obvious. Obviously, that ratio is unsustainable. Obviously, sure. But is it? Mm-hmm. Is he still a guy with four, 13 catches in four games? Even as a deep threat, I would normally lean uh, against. But he's playing the Colts, and you know. And how many times does he have to make <laughs> me look stupid? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna push the buck for another week. I think on that one, uh, 21.5 average per reception, 12.7 yards per target. That's insane. insane. How do you not How do you not put that big play potential in your lineup? I know, you know the you, you, you call him a weekly wide receiver three, but the touchdowns have been you know I'll sure I'll say inflated, sure, but they're doing it against the Seahawks. They're doing it against these solid teams. They have a connection. It's, I mean, Watson, his ability to extend plays allows these deep guys to, to you know, do more with the ball. Hopkins and, and Fuller, that's a heck of a tandem. Seattle, they, 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 they I don't want to say manhandled, but they definitely just, you know, peppered them in, in a high-scoring game. The Colts, you figure maybe they'll run more with Lamar Miller and Deontay Foreman. Just, you know, it seems like it's going to get out of hand, but it's not going to make me bench Fuller for a wide receiver three spot. All right. Jeff I'll Erickson has Fuller at wide receiver 14. Okay. Think? Probably, uh, you know, 
a little high. It's definitely, you know, based on what he's done so far. I, I do want to kind of swing the pendulum back to being like a top 20 receiver if he doesn't score. Right. You know, but I don't know. It's just he's you know, there, there's, there's, there's something to be said about efficiency with deep threats that are actually getting involved. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and like you said, the Colts big chunks. OK, the other side on the Colts, um, Frank Gore. I keep waiting for Frank Gore to have a, f- a couple of bad games so we can have the Marlon Mack era. And uh, Frank Gore, unfortunately, is a cockroach. So it's yeah, just sure. never going to happen, right? Well, I, I mean, the Dante Moncrief and, and everybody disappearing, I think that's where Marlon Mack can fit in right now. I think Gore still got his, uh, you know, his work down there. And M- Mack is the, you know, I guess the kind of the, the passing down type of back here. He, Mack actually, you know, outsnapped Gore last week. I'm um, looking at what happened previously. He actually outsnapped him in week seven as well. Mac is, you know, he's he's got his chunk of work that doesn't really isn't affected by Frank Gore. So, you know, you 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 you, you take uh, Hilton Doyle and I guess Moncrief is not even kind of really third or fourth in this passing game with Mac kind of creeping up there now. So, you know, I I, I think Mac's his own thing. I think Gore's his own thing. I'll say okay. That. All right. That's fine. Um, yeah. Bengals are going to Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette is back. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, you could never. It, it's weird. It, it's one of the one of these games. There are certain guys that, I mean, you know, the the. I mean, the cliche is start your studs, right? And, mm-hmm. and you sort well, of have to. But some guys, you're in situations where, if you own them, you have to start them, but you don't feel good about it. Yeah. And AJ Green is yep. is that guy for me. <laughs> knew, knew exactly where you're going with that one. Uh, those cornerbacks at Jacksonville, man, and that Bengals offensive line against this Saxonville. Oh. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And and in this case, you know, thinking about those that offensive line is someone asked me on Twitter today about Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Like, would you trade? And I can't remember the exact deal. Would you trade this for Joe Mixon? I said, you know what? I mean, we talked to probably we've been talking about Joe Mixon a lot. Mm-hmm. And we said we kept saying, you know, when the workload changes, which it will, because they know they have to understand Jeremy Hill's bad. And it happened when they changed the offensive coordinator. We said, all right, the workload is going to increase. But the line's not good, so mm-hmm. he's not getting a lot of help. And, I mean, this week is just a miserable disaster of a matchup. Yeah. Um, I think the, the Jaguars' run numbers, I think, were inflated, still inflated by that Jets game. Right. Game with those two crazy touchdowns. It's been pretty solid otherwise. I mean, is, is Mixon more wishful? It's wishful thinking at this point. I mean, he's talented, <sighs> certainly. But, you know, why, why mm-hmm. am I suppo- – after eight weeks, why am I supposed to believe yeah. What are you giving up to get him? You know, it's if, if someone's really just looking to get depth or something like that, you trade two mediocre guys for a mix and I could see it. You know, Jaguars, Titans, Broncos, Browns, Steelers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. It's a mixed bag of a schedule. There probably might be a big week in there, you know, Cleveland. But, you know, you're, you're trying to make the uses decisions for a coach who's still divvying up between, you know, Gio Bernardo for some freaking reason, Jeremy Hill. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it's. We're setting too high a floor when he hasn't shown it yet. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think the guy's good, and if he was in a better situation, it might be okay. But then, but then you're going to have those weeks like week seven against Pittsburgh when he complained that he didn't get the mm-hmm. ball, and for I, mean, I don't know why he didn't get it either. All right, um, Bucks Saints. So is it, this? This just seems like an, it's such an obvious spot for the Saints to light it up. Mm-hmm. Because the Bucks' defense has been hurting so bad. I mean, last week against the Panthers, you know, the Panthers have been struggling on offense, and they gave up 17 points. Um, I mean, did the Saints score 30-35 here, do you think? Because last week against yeah. the Bears, I mean, Bears have a decent front seven. Secondary's not that great. And they didn't, 
it's not like they were world beaters. They beat a team they were supposed no. to beat, but it's it wasn't a, a you know a blowout. No, um, this isn't the same Saints that we're used to. I, I we've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. You know, Drew Brees with his he's got a YPA of was it maybe seven point eight seven? All right, that's actually not terrible, but like it just doesn't seem like he, there's that much explosiveness going on with these guys now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, just, I think it's just the run first mentality that seems to be kind of taking over here. Uh, you know, Breeze is kind of on pace for his maybe career low attempts or career low for a full season or something like that. It's definitely not like a 600 attempt guarantee for him this year. Right. Um, he's being efficient, not turning the ball over, which is great. I think that's really helping this team even more because they have a run game they can trust. The ceiling's low. I think he's still pretty, pretty safe. And I think this is a matchup where even if they're not forcing it downfield, they can do a lot of damage after the catch. So you still got to trust him. All right. Are you worried about Mark Ingram's fumbles last week? A little bit. I, I still think they know what's there. If you know, you know, uh, Cam Camara actually. It, it, I, I did check on the oven uh, the pronunciation of his last name. It's like it's like Camara but with an A, Got according it. to some Tennessee page. So it's it's Camara. Got it. Thank uh, you. For everybody out there that's questioning, uh, the Tennessee page for me when he's in college did that. Anyway, um, they have you know you figure it's a split back anyway, and you figure some weeks Camara. Camara might be, uh, you know, the top option. Maybe they'll lean that way this time, but especially with the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, secondary being what it is, not a good pass defense. Maybe it's more of a, of a Camara week. So you still have to play both of them. Uh, yeah. Maybe this week it, it tips in in Camara's direction a little more. I, I'm I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I'm not playing Ingram, especially this week when so many running backs are missing. Right. Okay. Any interest in playing any of the Bucks besides uh, Evans? <sighs> and I mean, I guess Doug Martin. I mean, that Evans-Lattimore matchup's crazy good. Um, that there's something to that where people aren't really talking about, you know, how good Lattimore's been as a cornerback, and that could be a shadow case. You know, we, talk about, we talked about last week, I think, some matching up with Kenny Vaccaro. Uh, Bears aren't the team to pull that out, but maybe it's an Adam Humphreys type of game. Uh, who, who wants to take that chance now? Maybe if you're digging really deep. Uh, maybe DJX kind of lights things up now. Uh, but you got to figure Winston's shoulder might still be an issue. Yes. So there's that. That seems to be a bad issue because he looked yeah. erratic last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Rams-Giants. Do you mm-hmm. buy into the – how much do you buy into the West Coast team with the early kickoff thing? Um, how messed up is the offense to begin with? I don't think the Rams are one where I'm really getting too worried because they're – you know, they seem to be very efficient. They're not, you know, one of the teams that like forces a lot of passes if they're not there. You know, they take what's given to them on offense. Sean McVay doing good work with that. I, I want to trust this Rams team more than most, uh, especially because the Giants without uh, Janoris Jenkins. It's a big deal. Yes. You know, that, that, that opens things up for, I think, Sammy Watkins to have a decent week. Uh, I was just going to ask you that, too. Yeah. Uh and Olivier Vernon, his status that, that that can you know further you know augment that upside he has. But yeah, I, I know I know it, it's you trust the quarterback. I think you got to look at the quarterback when you look at a cross country trip. You know we we kind of Philip Rivers we saw made that trip to New England uh, last week and he kind of messed up a little bit. And I don't know it's it's a case by case contextual thing. Jared Goff, I think I trust pretty well, yeah. uh, so I'm not really not really writing them off so much on offense. I, Goff's not a bad start, I, I think this week, even with the the tough Giants uh, defense there. And there's no there's no good starts on the Giants, none. Uh, right. I'm throwing she- I'm throwing Shepard in a few leagues, really for, des- for desperation. Desperation, uh, okay. Yeah, well, Evan Ingram, I think, is a weekly start now. Oh, that's true. my bad. You're right. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. he's absolutely a weekly start. Alec Ogletree on the or Mark Barron on the pass coverage, forget it. I like that. 
<laughs> um, Falcons Panthers. Um, good game. Um, yeah. So Funchess, how high? I want to see where. Cause it basic, everybody, reminder, as I mentioned earlier about Jeff Erickson's rankings, Jeff has the, uh, the rankings on our weekly rankings on Rotowire. He's got Funchess at wide receiver 23. Is that what do you think? For the Desmond Trufant coverage now? Yeah. I, right. I, think I, have to, I think I have to agree with a little bit tempered there. Uh, you know, and, and you guys can get a free trial for that rotowire.com slash pod, 10 uh, day free trial. You can, you can try that out. So that's right. Good. And, you know, plan it out for Thursday so you can get two Sundays worth. So that's nice. That is nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So why do you think, do, do we know, do we have any evidence or, or quotes or anything as to why the Falcons are not throwing the ball to Devonte Freeman this year? Uh, I, I, I wish I could have done more research on that now. I mean, they, they, they've had Coleman doing a little bit more, I think, on that front. For, you know, they, I guess they're, they're really just trying to keep Freeman, you know, within um, within running plays. And, and now with this neck and shoulder thing, you know, I'm yeah. a little bit worried. So, yeah, this is this is not. I mean, last two years, 70, 2015, 73 catches last year, 54 catches this year, 15. And it's just another another Steve Sarkeesian impact here. The Julio Jones running those weird routes, and I hate that guy. Know. I hate yeah, him. a lot of fancy players might have dar- him on dartboards or something like that now. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan's inefficient now, throwing into like you know random. You know, he's more prone to turnovers now because it seems like there's just a little bit less security uh, going along, like downfield especially. Right. I don't like it. Um, Broncos Eagles. Jay uh, Ajayi, we're not sure. If he's going to play, um, and if he does, you, we would have to guess. Even if they say Friday, hey, he's going to be active. I mean, it's a new team. Okay, let's, let me ask it this way: Friday afternoon, you hear uh, Doug Peterson say that JJ is going to be active for this week. If you had to pick Blunt or Ajay, who would you pick? <sighs> I, I think Ajay matches up with the Broncos as a running back better. Um, you know, the, the elusiveness factor I think is good there, and. I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's going to be like an Adrian Peterson type, you know, debut because it's, it's hard to say that. But, you know, Ajayi being a back that's, you know, had to deal with Miami's offensive line. He moves with the Eagles offensive line. I think he's going to be happy. <laughs> so even if he plays like if he gets 10 touches, I think he can do more than Blunt can. OK. So. All right. Yeah, I wasn't sure about this one. But, yeah, OK, we'll find out more later in the still, week. Still very much RB2, if anything, for me. Nothing exciting. Got maybe it. maybe maybe more flex, but. Um, sounds like Emmanuel Sanders is back for the Broncos. He practiced Wednesday, mm. so that's good. Um, how afraid are you of the, uh, <laughs> the uh, with the Eagles with the with the Bronco court? Like, is uh, with the Bronco defensive back? Like, is, is Nelson Aguilar on your radar? Um, I mean, that's those those top three corners are, are tough, and the Aguilar Aguilar probably hasn't seen a guy good as, as good as Chris Harris so far this year. That worries me a little bit. And Talib and Jeffrey's kind of a, a stalemate there as well for that offense. You know, it's Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz. I think again. <laughs> I love Zach Ertz. I really not, not, that, not that that's a novel concept, but I think that, you know, DFS chalk for sure. I um, think. Our friend Mr. Erickson has Aguilar wide receiver 28, Jeffrey wide receiver 32. Okay. So interesting. I still, think. St- yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tempered for both because I think that the volume still might be there either way. Wentz is, I don't think Wentz is going to fear challenging the Broncos secondary, but, you know, it's a tough, tough test for anybody. And the Giants, you know, conquering them, that was, that was a whole different story. They just kind of had some lucky fluke plays. But, you know, there's an offense that I trust a little bit more. So Wentz is still like a top 12-ish quarterback for me. So. Top 12-ish. Got it. Ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ravens-Titans. 
Uh, Flacco has cleared the concussion protocol. So after that play, it's amazing. Sometimes you go, yeah. really? After what I saw. So, I, yeah, I mean, sometimes the, the impact looks worse than the actual where, he, where the person hit was. But, you know, these concussions things, sometimes they don't manifest properly, but they, I guess it, it's the protocol. So good, glad to hear he's OK with all, the, with all that. But that was oh, that, that was tough to watch. That was brutal. OK, I yeah. wanted to look up the uh, the defensive stats. Titans are giving up three point six per carry. Yeah. Um, where are you on Alex Collins this week? Are you I mean, I, I picked him up in one league. And after oh. the way he ran last week, I would really like to start him. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, thankfully he was available in that league. Yeah, it was it's a, yeah, it was bad. I looked and I was like, really? He's still there. Yeah. Uh, he, he's proven me wrong. Uh, the elusiveness factor is just huge for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a guy that can I think I think can go RB2 with, with these guys as well. The Titans have have had some bigger, you know, gaps against running backs here. Um, I believe the Colts got him in week seven. And then, you know, the Browns, I, Isaiah Crowell, you know, bounced back a bit. So, you know, there's a there's there's a way that Collins can still be useful this week. Right. Um, otherwise here, the. See, looking at the Titans, where are they on pass defense? Actually, not them. Uh, the Ravens defense, obviously pretty good. Um, yeah. Corey Davis might be back. Mm-hmm. Is you, uh, I, I, I think he, it's a little, even though he had that week one that was really nice, that he came right out of the gate with a bunch of targets and went six or 69. <laughs> um, is he someone, you, I, I think you look at him this week and you go, if you have him, you've been stashing him. I think you probably go, eh, not yet. I mean, if you have, you know, say Antonio Brown, Brandon Cook, someone like that, maybe more inclined to play Davis. But I, I think this just it improves Mariota's outlook overall. But it's going to take away from Matthews and Decker, where they're all just kind of like eh, flexy type of guys. Right. You know, it's not. It's it's just you know the, another another mouth to feed. In this case, I think it's going to hurt those wide receivers. Maybe you know Delaney Walker, if he if he plays and finds room, gets a little more space that way too. So, all right. I'm, um, I'm not excited. I'm not, not. I'm not excited to play either of the Titans. Any of the Titans three right. receivers. I'm excited to own Corey Davis. I'm not excited right. to start him in Week Nine. I think is the way I'd put it. After this absence, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, Cardinals 49ers. Jimmy G not going to play. Right. Yeah. So we have a CJ Beathard uh, Drew Stanton matchup. Woo! Wow. CTV. Wow. <laughs> um, for the Cardinals. Andre Ellington had a quad injury. He was limited. I think I saw today. I don't know if he was he was out of practice or he was limited. Actually, I think he's lim- I think he's limited. Okay. Uh, let me I, let me check again. I think this is more of a. I, I this is a with Stanton playing. Like, I, I got to tell you, I, in some leagues this week, I was checking out the San Francisco defense, mm-hmm. figuring Drew Stanton on the road. I mean, I know the Niners are zero and eight, but Drew Stanton on the road that is that is pretty nice if you're looking for a defense. And the Niners yeah, defense for, has yeah. some talent. And, you know, Ruben Foster's presence helps them. And, you know, the defensive line is a little bit underrated. It's just everywhere else has just been such a hole. Right. Um, and with, with that said, with, I feel like that this is just a, another – I mean, Peterson, since he got there, we had the one huge week and the one bad week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't want to start we, – we don't want to have our heads jerking from, you know, box score to box score and, and, and just react. This just doesn't seem like a good spot for him, for me. I don't think the thing is the rest of the season doesn't seem like a good spot for him. Yeah, yeah uh, the schedule didn't look all that appetizing when I was looking at, at the Cardinals um, remaining, especially that Peterson's probably might be the number one target, you know, for opposing defense. And now Seahawks, Texans, Jaguars, Rams, Titans, 
Redskins, Giants. It's a mix, another one mixed, but still more duds than, than, than good spots there, I think, for him. And I, yeah, I'm still clinging to Ellington in a few leagues just because of the Stanton checkdown factor. Jermaine Gresham isn't really that much involved. It's not a tight end type of team. Uh, Ellington's had that, you know, with a few weeks with, with Palmer as, you know, collecting all those targets because they just go short range. They settle when one of the Browns doesn't do anything deep or Fitzgerald is double covered or something. I think Ellington's still a guy you can hang on to, especially in PPR leagues and probably start today. Yeah, this weekend, I, I think I would like if he's active, I would like to st- in a PPR. I would like to start him. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, then the other side, I don't know. I'm 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 <laughs> off my man, George Kittle for now. Really? Uh, Finally? Wow. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, again, I said I don't want to react, but it's just not. If it wasn't going to happen with his college teammate at quarterback, what, what should I expect? It, it's too hit yeah. and miss. <laughs> um, this, might but, be, this, this might be a Trent Taylor game against uh, Teron Matthew, Money Badger. Grief, right? Look how <laughs> deep are we digging here? <laughs> um, all right, I don't want to talk about that game because it's terrible. Redskins, Seahawks. Redskins offensive line is still a mystery. Um, we don't know about the injuries. What was the, some, I read something the other day. I don't know if it was the Washington Post or somewhere else said like it, they joked that Cousins was literally introducing himself to some of his yeah. offensive <laughs> linemen. <laughs> well, it, before the Cowboys Redskins game, they, they were showing the changing photo of the offense. You know, the Packers, they've shown that a lot because they've had similar tackle problems. And, you know, without a, that Williams, without uh share, that's there's a lot of a lot of problems there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the, I mean, the running game is just Chris Thompson dump offs and, you know, swing passes and all that stuff. Um, it's, yeah. So so Redskins here. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you probably can if you're in PPR and you have Thompson, you're still playing him. Sure. Um, yeah. Jordan Reed's probably out. Mm-hmm. So um, Vernon Davis, are you interested against the Seahawks? Yeah, kind of interested here. Um, you know, good tight ends have played the Seahawks in the past. And, you know, now that they just traded Jeremy Lane, even though that probably was a bit of a addition by subtraction situation, there's still probably the depth of that secondary is a little bit, you know, uh, vulnerable. So, yeah, I, I, and Earl Thomas looks like he might not play either. That's the big one. That's nice. Uh, so that's a Vernon Davis uh, workload for me for sure. All right. Um, Jameson Crowder didn't practice Wednesday. Are you are, yeah. are, are you back in there with him? He's been a disappointment. Yeah, I, I was wondering when they'd actually reinstitute him. You know, not, they, they go to Doxson without Pryor. Now they go to Crowder. Crowder, I think Crowder led all wide, wideouts or, or targets in general in targets and receptions last week. Yeah. So that was uh, that was, you know, you, you don't want to overreact to that and saying, oh, he's now number one. But the fact that he's back in the game plan is good. And I think Reed's injury probably had something to do with that. I think you you're know, probably right. Uh, in, you know, first quarter, or whatever they probably just started feeding him, you know, up the seams like like they would have with with Reed. But you know, Davis playing a full game, I think they'll he'll probably chip away at some of those targets. But Crowder still, you know, gets back that wide receiver three PPR flex type of appeal. And I think, uh, you know, against the Seahawks, you know, they don't they don't they don't follow. Richard Sherman's just going to stay on his side most of the time. So you know, Crowder's elusive enough where he could take advantage of that. Right. And poor Terrell Pryor. That's just a mess. No, he I. No, no sympathy. No, Sorry. no sympathy. Poor trial prior <laughs> owners. How about that? Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, so, any is this a, a runaway from Kirk Cousins' spot? Uh, two, I mean, two, two quarterback, you'll still play him, but they, yeah, I would like to start my alternative. I'll, I'll be starting um, uh, a quarterback we haven't yet, yet talked about over him in one league this week. So, right, I want to I want to give you the either or game. Ready? Yeah. Uh, Cousins or Jameis? Uh, I'm going to say Jameis. All right. Cousins or Matt Ryan? Uh, I'm going to go with Ryan reluctantly. Okay. I, I, 
you know, let's not start equating everyone to Deshaun Watson when it comes to being the Seahawks secondary. He, <laughs> he, he makes his own plays. So. Good grief, Deshaun Watson. Where does Jeff have? I want to see if, Desha- if Jeff has Deshaun Watson first at quarterback. He does. Yep. Because <laughs> he's playing, the, you know, it's the opponent. There you go. All right. Um, other side of that one, Seahawks. Do you have any interest right now? After the last two weeks, are you willing to go? Uh, it, let's it's, let's say you have buy issues. Okay, mm-hmm. you had yep. Keenan and Diggs, or you know, one of the Pats or Brown or whatever. Um, is Tyler Lockett interesting to you right now? Uh, interesting in the fact that he, uh, yeah, I guess um, the, the the Josh Norman factor is what everyone's probably playing into. I mean, Norman doesn't shadow as much as people think. He might follow ball win into the slot. But then again, Norman might be stuck on Richardson or Lockett. I think Richardson would be the pre- the preference there, and the side that he would probably go on. So Lockett is interesting to me. I think Baldwin, Lockett, Richardson is probably my ranking for this week among those Seattle wideouts. You know, even though Richardson had the big week last week, Lockett. You know, we we've kind of forgotten about him with the injuries and stuff. You know, guy was being drafted in like the fifth round last year in some places, and by some places, I mean <clears throat> by me because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but. You know, it's a one-on-one with Prashad Breland and those, those safeties. I think it's a good spot for Lockett to be tried out for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing that I remember last year when everybody was so excited about him. And, and it was a lot of the second half of the year he did better and a lot of the separation metrics seemed to right. really like him. Mm-hmm. And now he seems healthy again, which is great. And the last two weeks he's got 15 targets. I still feel like I can't go down the road of the number two receiver in the Seattle offense. And, and that's Lock, it. Lock, Lock is probably number three anyway. He's probably three. And, but I was, I was gonna, is that an is that sort of a, an antiquated notion because the Seahawks aren't this ground and pound team? Right. Really. That, that's the thing. I mean, you look contextually with the offense. I mean, the Seahawks spread it out so much. They have three wide most of the time. They're not they're not a fullbacky type of team. Um, yeah, I, I think some, sometimes a number four for a team. One team can be better than number two for another team. It depends right. on context. It's just, it's not, yeah, antiquated, I think, is the proper term there, and definitely um, narrow-sighted or whatever, short-sighted, whatever. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, your Cowboys host the Kansas City Chiefs. That's and as of right now, I'm going <laughs> to read the blurb on Rotowire. At, because at five, 539 Eastern on Wednesday night. <laughs> yes. The yeah. NFL Players Association requested a stay from the Second Circuit Court. To, to allow Ezekiel Elliott to play Sunday. Um, the move is a last-ditch effort. It, it looks like he's not going to play. Right. And that the suspension is starting this week, and you're going to get him back in week 15. I think it's the best move for Dallas at this point, just to, you know, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to be an effective legal move at this point. You know, you kind of let him serve it, and hopefully you just kind of survive until the playoffs. I mean, fantasy owners should be preparing for this possibility. Yes. The whole year. If you're not, then tough luck. Oh, well. (laughs) So Alfred Morris looks to get first crack Mm -hmm. at, let's say, lead back duties. Yep. Are you, do you buy it? Do you, do you foresee, if you had to look into your crystal ball and look at at Sunday's game, how many, give me a number. How many carries do you think Alfred Morris gets? Ten. Ten. (laughs) Yeah, I think I McFadden gets somewhere close to that, and Smith gets like maybe a handful. So it's a committee. I think it's a committee. Uh, 
you know, people talk about McFadden being inactive, how he won't be a factor. They keep, you know, I think, you know, they were keeping him inactive because they wanted to save him for the situation. And he's kind of redundant to what Elliot does. Cause he, he's the kind of guy that does have the, the you know, the, the passing pass receiving skills and the blocking skills. I think there's Morris being the change up to Elliot was why McFadden wasn't useful. Cause Rod Smith being special teams. And I kind of like Smith, but I think that he's still third for now. Um, but McFadden, I think is not going to be a non-factor because the, the redundancy of Elliot, being there and him being inactive, I you know that goes out the window now. So they're going to need all three of them in some capacity. So I th- I think Morris is still the best right now. McFadden has a good path there as well. I think Rod Smith's worth taking a, taking a real like you know long shot on if you didn't get a piece of those top two. It, it's 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 a very fluid. Uh, you know Morris is the short term guy though. I, I would say. Okay. So Ugh, disgusting. What does this year, do but. for Dak? Uh, makes them throw more. <laughs> yeah, but it makes them uh, throw more. But maybe they're 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 not defenses might not. Pl- let's say I mean right. for in an over yeah. in overly simplistic turn they might not play the run as much. Well, I mean you know Dak hasn't topped what? Um, well, he had one fifty attempt game against Denver, but that was you know outlier. Uh, hasn't topped two hundred sixty eight passing yards this year. Hasn't topped thirty nine otherwise. Uh, yeah, the threat of the the lack of threat of Zeke is probably gonna you know let let defenses make him try to beat them i guess but yeah he's still a guy that can make things happen either way i I think the cowboys might do just enough to let dak be okay and not face so many you know dive coverages so yeah i I think dak still volumes gonna increase efficiency might decrease but i think meeting in the middle somewhere of those things i I think will 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 keep him where he is fantasy wise in value of like a top top seven or something top 10 quarterback okay Uh, that makes sense um chiefs wise i mean your, your usual suspects you know, there, there's a skinny fantasy tree. Well, there's three guys that you really like. Do you like? Do you like Alex Smith in the spot? I think so. Yeah, I, 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 the Chiefs do have that efficiency of 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 Hill and Kelsey and Hunt. Just that that, that that's a heck of a trio. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, they they making those cornerback changes a couple weeks ago. Jordan Lewis starting. I don't think it's really helped things. And we saw the you know Washington beat them deep a couple times at safety last week. Yeah, there's just too much talent and too much downfield potency with this this Chiefs team that I I'd be really surprised uh, if if they don't make a dent. You know, you will you can you can't argue the interior of that offensive line is not great, and the Cowboys have Demarcus Lawrence and Irving and Crawford as a good pass rush now. But no, I, I think the Chiefs just have too much talent to 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 really be held back by that. All right, Raiders Dolphins Sunday night. Um, Jay Cutler looks like he's going to be back, yes. and, mm. along with Devontae Parker. So yeah, has Kenny Stills turned into a pumpkin officially? Are we kind of done with him right now? I think he's still worth holding, you know, and, and maybe not starting at this point. Uh, Par- you know, Parker's healthy. You never know if, if that comes back up. I am excited as a Parker owner to to throw him immediately back in against the Raiders. Yes. <laughs> uh, that, that's a great defense to be welcome back to. Okay. So. I'm trying to see where Jeff has Parker. Jeff has Parker at wide receiver 19, by the way. Wow. He's going strong. He's, I like he's it. excited. And he has yeah. Tyler Lockett at 18. Um, there you go. Big play. Well, uh, so th- those, are, those are standard scoring format default rankings. That's true. Too. So that, that's where the, the, the downfield playmakers will rank higher. So the Dolphins' backfield, are you on – do, do you think it's, it's more Drake and less Williams <laughs> or do you think it's some sort of share? It's a share, Williams being the PPR guy, even though doing a little bit of research there, it seems like you know, Drake has actually been a better pass blocker. So I, I think that alone makes me want to lean toward Drake and have them phase out Williams to the complimentary role that he had back, you know, with uh, with JJ. So, uh, Sonoris Perry's an interesting dynasty stash here. 
I think there's a lot, you know, a good makeup for him. He's, you know, got a kind of a, a bigger build to him, but he's got a little bit of a looseness there. You know, Drake's the one I think I'm getting excited about, though, just because yeah. there's, there, there's the uh, there's the big play factor there. He went. I was in a league today. Uh, I bid. I had sixty three dollars left mm-hmm. in Fab, and I think I bid twenty out of a hundred, and I think I bid twenty five on Drake, mm-hmm. and someone bid fifty seven. Sim- similar in my dynasty league, yeah. I, I guess you know it's yeah. at that point of the year where what are you saving your money for? Right. So I was mad. I got to tell you. <laughs> yeah, almost st- stash Perry. See what happens. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's really deep. But keep an eye on him. Um, your Raiders. <laughs> um, usual. I mean, are, are you excited to get Lynch back in your lineup if you have him? He hasn't been doing anything. No, I, I'm a DeAndre Washington owner still, so yes. I want I, I want the uh, I want that to change over somehow. Um, keep a keeper league, so I think Lynch leaves next year, and then Washington might take that number one spot unless they draft somebody. But I don't know. Lynch has just been nothing he's been dull to me and you know this miami defense maybe there's something there they can attack um if he gets the second level especially they've been kind of weak um against the run there but i don't know it's 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 a it's a triple uh triple threat now in the backfields i'm not excited about any of them okay yeah me neither it's it's too bad so i mean amari cooper the, the target count was high again but they were getting killed so we're not sure exactly what it means yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still I still fear that, we, you know, you go into a game and um, you come out of it and Amari Cooper's got, you know, four targets and two for 19. I, I mean, I haven't read any, you know, have they really done anything specific to correct his drop issues? Um, you know, they, 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 they put him in high percentage routes mostly with, with that big game. For right. the most part. So they should keep doing that. And, you know, ironically, that bites on Crabtree deep or whatever. But I don't know. Cooper's still he's still a start this week because who else are you yes. going to start with everybody on by? So absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, finally, Lions Packers Monday night uh, in Lambeau. Do you think so? Brett Hundley did not to to be charitable. Did not look very good uh, <laughs> yeah. in his first start. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantasy wise, you know, he ran for a touchdown, which sort of saved. If you started him, it sort of you know salvaged it. Do uh, Do you think with the bye week? I mean, the Lions defense is pretty solid. Do you think with the bye week in a home game? There's, there's, are, are we going to see something a little different, like something where, again, this is, I mean, it's to, totally not deep analysis, but they, <laughs> they sort of make some adjustments that make him look better and make their offense look better. I mean, the offensive line stability is just huge to have that back. I think that 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 helps you know things over the bye week. You know, moving pocket, I could see you know a lot more of those right. types of you know bootleg type stuff. Uh, you know, that's where Devontae Adams, I think, is going to be huge for this team, for him, you know, as the guy that just kind of gets open in those mid-range. And, you know, uh, is Randall Cobb going to be – Is that, he, he wasn't inactive last time. I'm, maybe I'm blanking on that. But Hold on a second. I forget if he was hurt last week. But um, Roto, I got nothing on. Yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just an old uh, old injury report that's popped up in my head for some reason. But, yeah, you know, that, that trio of, of these three of, – of those guys, you know, and Jordy Nelson probably is the – wide receiver that might take the biggest hit unless there's really broken coverage. Um, Darius Slay probably is going to cover Jordy, I would think. Probably. They, they still view him as the biggest threat, even though I, you know, I've argued that Adams is probably the number one receiver now. Uh, so if you had to pick yeah. one for fantasy, you'd pick Adams? I think I have to. Um, yeah. I, I, I think by maybe not necessarily by performance, but by reputation, I think that's what Slay would just cover Jordy. That would be my guess. You know, there might be a report that comes out and changes now. We have a lot of time to figure out what will happen there before the weekend. But, yeah, I think Adams is a guy I'd rather play over Nelson just because he's got that short rangeness uh, that Hunley could probably favor. OK. Um, you still are you confident with Aaron Jones still? 
we're good. Still, yeah. Uh, and they'll get him out enough space, even with Huntley there, the stack box, you know, whatever. So, all right. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't really see Montgomery being out there outside of passing downs. So, all right. On the other side, I hope you don't have to start Amir Abdullah. That would be bad. Well, um, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> even in bye weeks, it's just he's. It's just right. not happening. You know. No, and the Packers run defense. You know, decent. Right. I would say. Are um, you buying into after the last few weeks? Are you, are you sold on Marvin Jones? <laughs> uh, remember when we were saying we just, you know, he was gone. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, the Kenny Galladay's, you know, injury stuff, opening back, things back up and whatever. How does that happen? Here's well, the thing. I, I understand we, we all get into, we say we don't want to be reactive. Right. And then. But, but Marvin <laughs> Jones, I'm looking at his stats and the first four games, he caught eight passes on 18 targets. Yeah. In his last three games, he's caught 18 passes on 33 targets. Like what? I know against the Saints, they got blown out, so they were throwing, right? And against the Panthers, they right. were down a bit. But still, I mean, it, it, this is all yeah. about Kenny Galladay? Well, no, it's not. I think I, I, I was just saying that it was more so a factor of, you know, targets that are there. And I, I, and I think, like you said, the volume in the, the Saints game really helped. You know, it seems like that Stafford has had trouble throwing the ball deep, for one. And I think that it seems like he's improved in that facet in, in the last few weeks. They're finally discovering that they can use Marvin Jones again that way. So I think it's more it's, – it seems to be more of a, of a you know, tactics type of thing where they're actually getting Jones loose a bit more. Um, I, I, I mean I, I think he's back in the fantasy circle for sure. You know, Galladay is going to have – if an active Galladay is here, he'll still have that – you know, the, the here and often like you know, the erratic one deep target that will right. catch type of thing. Theo Riddick hasn't been used as much anymore either. And, you know, our, our, our guy, Eric Ebron, you know, yeah. kind of a non-factor. They, they, they like they like playing TJ Jones uh, for some He's odd reason. He's doing well. I know. Uh, maybe more real life than fantasy. But right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, this is uh, like, like I, the Marvin I, Jones thing. I feel like I'm looking back and I'm going after week four. I have no I mean, if I had him and cut, I think one league I might have. But I picked him up since in another one. So it's even. But I'm going I, I'm unhappy that I cut him, but I, I don't think it was the wrong move. Yeah, but th- this matchup's going to be great for these receivers, I think. Uh, these these I, cornerbacks are just weak. I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, I would like to start him this week. I think Stafford's a strong quarterback one this week. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it. We've covered everything. Oof, that, was a, that, was a blitz, that was a blitz of them. It was, that, was, it, that was fun. It was. It was nice. All right. Um, as Tim mentioned earlier, listeners to our podcast get a free 10-day Rotowire trial. Rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Again, it's Rotowire.com slash pod. So you're going to Arizona. Are you doing your Facebook Live on Sunday? Uh, Jake Latarski will actually be filling in for me. And nice. he'll, be, he'll, he'll be more in touch with what's going on because I'll be off baseballing. So uh, definitely the one you want to talk to this weekend instead of me. Uh, but if you still want to tweet me at Tim underscore Heaney, I can, you know, I can answer your questions as well. And at Rotowire, I'll still be checking in to see, you know, what questions are being asked early in Phoenix. So uh, it'll be a fun morning either way. So, uh, yeah, you can look at that stuff. And, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, should be a should be an interesting weekend for for me. And I hear you have a fun excursion coming up. So, yeah, I'm playing golf. Right? I don't have anything as exciting as you. So, hey, golf is, is that's fun, man. You cher- yeah, cherish that time when you get it. So. I know I haven't played I haven't played since Memorial Day. I mean, usually most years I play, I mean, but part of the reason why I moved to North Carolina was, was easier to play golf. And I, I, I played, I usually play probably 15 rounds a year. And this year I've played one. 
So nice. it's not good. I got to get out there and I got to go to the range tomorrow on Thursday because if I don't, I'm going to basically play as part of a foursome in a tournament and I'm going to hack the ball all over the place, which is no fun. <laughs> that, that's my typical role. I've only ever played one full round of golf in my life and it was a par three executive course. Really? So I, it's no one interest. thing I got, I got into it late. Um, I don't know. I, something I, I should do more, especially as, you know, as you, as you, as you, you know, start in, in you know, the, the business field and stuff, it's a good way to network. I know that. And, it, it, you know, I would probably be like you. I'd be slicing and pulling and hacking all over the place if I were to be driving. But I got the power. I don't have the efficiency yet. So well, something I'm working. Generally, I'm not a bad player. It's just that I haven't. I literally haven't played in in almost six months because normally right. my 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 handicap is 14, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm, I'm just that's the thing. I and because of this tournament, I had to put my handicap in, and I'm looking. I'm going. I haven't played in six months. I'm not going to go anywhere close. So I, I don't know. I guess so. Tomorrow I'm going to be like, yeah, I have to get out uh, somewhere in the morning. At nine o'clock on a Thursday, I'm going to be, you know, that guy on the driving range. Nice. Yeah. Those are fun. I, lo- I love going to the driving range, though. It's fun. It is fun. All right. Well, you enjoy Arizona. Thank you, and you enjoy golfing. Thank you, and and just so everybody knows, uh, so our next podcast is coming up on Friday. Mario Puig, John McKechnie filling in for Derek and me. So please check that out. Um, and again, keep it up with the reviews and ratings. We've been getting a lot of them lately. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Road to Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Like I said, Friday, Mario and John, check it out. Um, for Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. Good luck in week nine.